Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You guys, the way you handle every week to me is just absolutely amazing. It's special, man, and you guys do it every single week. Every week's different, and you guys handle it, and you grow together. We do it together, everybody, man. It's the best, and it feels so good. This is the Bull Press Bears Podcast, a part of Bull Press Coverage. Here's your host and die-hard Chicago Bears fan, Kyle George. You are ridiculous. Get ready to bear down. Thank you, thank you, and go Bears! Ahoy, Bears fans. It's your host, Kyle George, and this show, as always, is about Da Bears all the time. You can follow me here on Twitter at FuriousGeorge94 and find me um, also on the Frustration Nation podcast, which airs every Tuesday, uh, where we talk about Chicago and Detroit sports. Um, you can follow us there at RealFNPodcast as well. For more news on your Chicago Bears, follow our news coverage and articles at Full Press Bears on Twitter. Email me, fullpressbears at gmail.com. Call and leave a voicemail, 847-580-3528, so I can hear from you. I would, uh, yeah, I would enjoy the interaction. Uh, please leave me a review. Uh, 
five stars, no stars, whatever floats your boat, whatever you think. I'd like to hear your thoughts so I can grow. Um, <clears throat> I just appreciate the feedback. This podcast uh, can be heard on any of your popular podcast platforms, Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, etc. Or more simply, go to fullpresscoverage.com or download the Full Press Coverage app and find this podcast and many other great ones there. But wherever it is that you do go, please be sure to subscribe. So right off, right off the top, I just have to throw out my apologies. Um, I meant to have this out on yesterday. Um, I usually do my review episodes on Tuesdays and my preview episodes on Thursdays. And, well, life happens. Uh, I, I was getting ready to record last night. My daughter started crying and she had a very high fever and she just... Still working through it, but she's doing better now. So happy to be back. Um, I'm glad that we're able to get this off the ground and talk about the Bears. Um, I guess I'm not really happy to talk about the Bears, but it's, it, it is what it is. Um, so uh, this Bears-Rams game was a thing that happened, and it had to happen on Thursday night or on Sunday night, of course, um, for the national viewing audience to be able to see. So that was thrilling, I suppose. Um, why did they put the Bears on Sunday night football when everyone knows that, well, the whole nation isn't really that interested in watching a team this dismal in offense traditionally? Well, they typically do this for new stadiums. You notice the Raiders were on Monday night football. Um, seven years down the line or whatever, whenever the Bears get their new stadium in Arlington Heights, crossing my fingers for that, I'm sure the Bears will be featured on Sunday Night Football or Monday Night Football or Thursday Night Football at that point as well. Whatever national t- viewing audience they can to see the brand new Spankin' Stadium where they're going to host the Super Bowl in here and then, yeah, wh- whatever. Um, but yeah, so we had to suffer through the Bears being on Sunday Night Football, we had to suffer through the idea of everybody watching them and knowing that we don't want Andy Dalton, um, but we have to, we're being like, it's like a pill you don't want to take, but you're being forced to swallow. And the sad part is, is that Matt Nagy is far from Mary Poppins. There is no um, sugar to help that medicine go down. It's just, it is what it is. Uh, You got to take it, got to face the music and... Andy Dalton's our starter. Um, but this game was troubling from the top. Obviously, we if you watch the game, you know that the Bears marched down the field with relative ease thanks to a very nice long run by David Montgomery. Um, he was by far the bright shining star throughout the night. And then you had um, that drive conclude in a, a red zone interception. Sucks sucks um but that that's what happened and as a result the rams return on the next drive and throw a bomb down the field touchdown immediately just like that um eddie jackson forgot to tackle or to sean gibson or marquis christian whoever was at fault forgot to tackle is probably multiple of them definitely eddie jackson um yeah just no bueno so it was it was doomed from the beginning. 
and it only got more convoluted when Nagy started throwing Justin Fields in randomly. Oh, hey, you know what? We're going to put Fields in here because, you know what? I think that he, he would he would do well with this experience. Uh, but it's like, what experience is he getting from all this? Um, it seems a little bit silly to just throw him in. All you're doing is disrupting whatever momentum Dalton had or Montgomery had and you're saying all right well we're gonna give Fields a try and it felt very much like Nagy saying oh my word these fans are gonna be at my throat if I don't let Fields play I gotta put him in and he did and then he I mean the first the first play actually was Fields' only throw of the night and I I was actually impressed I was like wow Nagy's letting him throw I didn't think he would and he's, he's throwing, and it was a good throw. Aaron Donald in his face, an absolute dart. I think it was Goodwin on the side who caught that, and just shy of a first down. But I was like, hey, that's better than what I expected. And then the next thing you know is he's um, has Fields out there running for a touchdown. That was also cool. Wow, he is having him do a lot. And then everything else was just a handoff a stupid shovel pass, a screen pass, like these stupid, or, you know, a double reverse, whatever. These stupid plays teach him nothing. There is nothing Fields can learn from this. These are all things that he's done in practice, no doubt, during training camp. This is not helpful. All it does is it disrupts Andy Dalton and whatever progress and momentum he had and thought process like this is an NFL professional quarterback he's probably thinking from time to time okay I got done with this play this is the next play he he has this in his mind as well and now you're just disrupting that by just throwing fields out there and fields doesn't grow at all because he's just getting one rep at a time and the reps he is getting is oh go hand the ball off oh go throw this screen pass like these are not helpful Okay, if you want to give him helpful reps but don't have him play the whole game, then put him in for a series. Or here's an idea, Mr. Nagy. When the game is well out of hand, you're down by 20 points within the two-minute warning, play fields. What are you losing? What are you losing by putting him out there? You already lost the game by multiple scores. There's no hope for you to come back and win this game. So why must you insist on keeping Dalton? Try to run some stuff in those last two minutes with Fields. Matt Nagy always is acting like, oh, well, you know, my concern is I want to make sure that we, you know, protect our playbook and our secrets. We don't want to give away anything. Dude, you are so far beyond, like, Nobody is no, – you don't have any secrets anymore, okay? All, all your secrets were used up in 2018, and it was an exciting run, and some would argue should have been a Super Bowl run. You know what? It didn't happen. And you know what? It's time to take a step forward. And I, I get sick and tired of how um, covert Nagy acts about everything. All right, Tevin Jenkins, oh, he's doing fine. He's doing just fine. It's just a little back issue. It's no big problem. Next thing you know, oh, yeah, he had back surgery. Excuse me, what? You didn't think that that was a 
a big deal. You said his back was fine, and now he's having back surgery. Like, and you know, now you go come to this whole thing. You know, oh well, we're trying to. You know, we don't want to give away anything with Fields. It's just stupid. Let him play. Let him play at least that last two minutes when the game is out of hand. I am, I can understand and I can buy an argument that you want to give the experienced veteran the start, at least in game one. Let Fields learn. Let him observe what there is of value to take. But when you add, when you don't even give Fields legitimate reps and you're just having him hand the ball off, it is a waste of his time, of Dalton's time, your time, and us as fans, frankly, it's a waste of our time. So quit that right now. Next week, if you want Fields to play, give him a full series and see what he can do. It's going to be at Soldier Field. He'll have all of the fan support in the world. Do it. So that, was, that first and foremost is the most frustrating thing for me yesterday or on Sunday because, again, the... I'm going to get into the defense. The defense is a major, major issue. But Fields and Dalton, these quarterback decisions by Nagy, were puzzling to begin the season, and they continue to be puzzling. Um, what I'll say is this. I think that the offense, and a lot of people have said this, if you listen to other Bears podcasts or Chicago radio, the offense didn't look horrible which is, for some reason, a clearing the bar of expectations for Bears fans. I wish I could say it cleared the bar for me because it doesn't. 14 points doesn't cut it. Um, I think they executed well according to what Matt Nagy wanted, which was to control the ball and the field position. And for most of the game, they did that. And they controlled the clock. Why? Because the Rams would run, like, what, four plays a drive, and they would score a touchdown. Like, it was, like, effortless for them. So, yeah, you'd better be doing something. Um, and so, Matt Nagy, this idea of, oh, I'm going to hold, you know, we'll, we'll hold on to the ball longer. Yeah, you won time of possession, but it didn't amount to much. Um. So I guess what I'm, my conclusion on the offense really is I think that they executed Nagy's game plan well in the terms of controlling the clock and the ball, but it was not – his plan isn't good, <laughs> okay? I guess it's a plan. They executed it well, but it isn't good. There's so many stats that have come out since that game was over on Sunday night, mercifully over, that – they have they did not attempt any pass beyond 15 yards and the one that was really long was on that fourth and long they had to convert that even that one was short of the sticks i don't know how old dalton is exactly and i don't know what he's got left in the tank but you think if you're gonna make him your starter he has at least enough to make some of those deeper throws especially in emergency situations what if you're in a situation where you need to do a hail mary at the end of the game okay I would hope that you can trust his arm enough to do that. Just saying. Um, but yeah, so the offense, yeah. And David Montgomery, I don't really even have words to talk about with him because the dude was electric all night. Whenever he was on the field, whenever he touched the ball, 
you felt like something was actually going to happen. You feel like progress was being made for the Bears, okay? But even that was was bogus because I know he was he missed a lot of the third quarter with an injury, and I'm glad he's back and he's okay. But there were times where Monty would go and run like for 11, 12 yards, and then the next thing you know, Damian Williams is in there running for like two yards. Okay. Again, talking about this whole thing with Dalton and Fields and Monty and Williams, like if Monty has the hot hand and the momentum, all these things, keep feeding him. The Rams had no answer for Monty the whole night. It's a crime that he only had one touchdown, really. I mean, he was balling, okay? He had by far the highest uh, yards after contact, um in the NFL after week one. And he was second in o- in overall rushing yards only to Joe Mixon. So Monty is on a war path this year. He's going to be, I think, the one of the top five running backs of the season. Um, and we'll see how long he can carry that since we know running back is a challenging position. Um, that being said, just a quick side note on Montgomery. I know that there's some certain personalities on Bears Twitter that have received a lot of flack for stating that Montgomery should be traded. I am very on both sides of this. Um, I would not. I would never say that he's untouchable because I think you, you'd at least like to hear what a trade package might include, what they're willing to give you. Um, but I wouldn't be looking to like, just get rid of him. Um, I wouldn't be looking to just trade him to trade him. If you're going to trade him, you better get some good stuff back. Okay. You better recoup some picks you've traded away. You better get some good young guys that you feel can contribute. Um, because, and this kind of leads into it. The bears are not a, they have a lot of young individual pieces, but there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of age on that defense. And the defense was, I think for most Bears fans, frustrating and alarming and disconcerting uh, all night long. From that first Rams drive where the long touchdown um, to Van Jefferson and Eddie Jackson just watches him. Watches him catch and fall and get up and run to the end zone. No need to tackle. No need to, need to touch him. No effort needed on my part. I'll just watch him. Um, and I wish I could say that that was the only example of poor coverage by Jackson and Gibson and Christian, but unfortunately it continued to happen throughout the whole game. There was the whole game, every receiver that caught the ball, at least seven yards between them and the nearest safety. Like what the heck guys, the corners are supposed to be our weak part, but Johnson and Vildor, not really much mentioned them, which, you know, is a good sign. But what the heck? Now, the safeties, what are supposed to be our stronger defensive back position, the safeties who were under the tutelage of Sean Desai for a couple years now as the secondary coach and the safeties coach, the safeties who have an, a former all-pro Eddie Jackson, his ball-hawking capabilities. He hit guys hard in 2018. You know what? I don't know what's going on, but he is not the same guy. I'm not going to come out and say, look, he got his money and he he's no longer playing because all he wanted was his money. 
I don't know what Eddie Jackson's motivations are in life, but he better find something new to motivate him now because what he, uh, whatever was motivating him before, if it was money, he's got that now. He's got to find a new motivation because this, his play sucks. He he doesn't even look like you would think an all pro. It, sure, it's hard to keep an all pro standard your whole career. But here's the thing, you would think an all pro would maybe regress to like you know. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's just even an average safety. But an average safety would be an upgrade over what Eddie Jackson is right now. An average safety would complete plays, would make tackles, would be closer in coverage than whatever it is he's doing. Okay? And what bugs the hell out of me is how we and we and you've heard this probably again if you're watching this if you're listening to this you have already listened to sports radio bears podcasts you've watched other stuff you've been through bears twitter um deshaun gibson took the blame deshaun gibson took the blame for this stuff eddie jackson's supposed to make the tackle not deshaun gibson eddie jackson was right there you have to touch the dude and he's down the play's over they probably would have scored anyway, but who cares? Make the play. Make him play. Make another play. And then Nagy also said, oh, well, that's a learning experience. Yeah, for a middle schooler, Eddie Jackson, this is he, this is fourth year in the league. Make a play. Make a tackle, dude. You're letting your team down. There, there's The Bears offense for once has a <sighs> – though it's minor a certain level of competency to it a certain capability of holding on to the ball and controlling the time of possession but when it doesn't work out they need you to flip the field again get them the ball back and you're not you did the exact opposite actually you got them the ball back real fast but it wasn't because of anything good you did because you allowed a touchdown on like the second play of the drive okay it's it's frustrating and it needs – I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, Eddie Jackson better get his head out of his butt because – I mean, the Bears are stuck with them. They've got so much money invested in that dude. 
he better figure out something fast. Um, he better, or the Bears are in very deep trouble. And I hope I don't even know who's available that they could get anyway. But at this point, I'd be willing to try anything after that performance. So obviously, you have to give him a little, a couple, you know, a couple more weeks, see what he's like, see what the coverage is like. But man, that was that was bad. And here's something I'd like to I'd like to talk about. Everybody's been saying, "Oh, well, the Rams are clearly a very good team." Yes, they are. Okay, look, Stafford definitely an upgrade over Goff. Um, a lot of quick, fast weapons on the Rams, and good coaching, and an overall sound, good defense. I get it; they're a pretty good all around team. But I don't think they're this these this world beater best team ever. In football, like some Bears media and fans are making them out to be. A lot of people are saying, oh, yeah, well, the the Rams are, are really good. They're clearly a Super Bowl contender. Are they? Are they? I think it's a little early to determine that, in my opinion. And I think it's a little early to write the season off on the Bears, to be fair as well. I'm not doing either. I'm not crowning the Rams. I'm not calling the Bears frauds or whatever at this point. I'm willing to let it play out a little bit. We have 16 more of these games to watch and process through. And really, I'm very happy that the Bengals are the next game because the Bengals are, you know, I don't think they're expected by many to make the playoffs. I you know, I think it's beginning of the NFL season. Anything could happen, but they're very much an average to below average team. And you were able to see the Bears against a more, you know, top half of the league team. Now you get to see them against the bottom half of the league team and see where they stack up. I feel like the schedule actually works out well for the Bears in the sense that we get two measuring stick games right away. And then after that, you get the Browns week three. That's another tough team. But you know what? An opportunity to come back and respond. Build, beat the Bengals first, first and foremost. Then build on whatever you do there. Look at your mistakes you made against the Rams and improve that against the Browns. Even if you play competitively and lose, that's still an improvement. Then you have week four against the Lions, and then you get into a tough stretch. But this first kind of back and forth between tough team and um, average team, I think could help the Bears just in terms of figuring out their identity. The question is, is when will Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace and Ted Phillips and George McCaskey accept the identity of this team? Because I will tell you, the identity of this team is not a contender, which I think is what they believe they are. Andy Dalton does not make them a contender. If Andy Dalton can make any team a contender, then last year the Cowboys would have made the playoffs. But they couldn't win in the worst division in football, and they missed the postseason because Dak got hurt and Dalton came in relief. It's crazy, guys. Um, Dalton is not going to be the answer for us. And, I, again, I'm not going to harp on this. I haven't even finished my thoughts on the defense. I'll get back there. Um, and I have some more thoughts on offense. I'm kind of all over the place tonight, and I apologize. I feel very impassioned by this game because so much of it just seems so stupid. And what I've been hearing a lot from a lot of people, a lot of media outlets, Twitter, everything, and I think they're right on the nose with this. This game 
exposed, lazy, and poor roster construction by Ryan Pace. The fact that you are so thin at secondary, the fact that your wide receivers are are fast, but apparently not with what Nagy's wanting to do because he didn't run the wide receivers ever past 10 yards, really. They were doing little 10-yard routes. Like, there is a big disconnect here, and I know Ryan Pace is like, basically absolutely dominated his evaluation of defensive line players throughout his time in Chicago. And you can give him praise if you want to for landing Justin Fields, but there's very little else to, 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 to hang your hat on. A lot of people would say, oh, well, he's really good in the late rounds, and they'd bring up examples. Well, you know what? One of those late rounders is Eddie Jackson, and he's getting ripped apart this week. In Bears media. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm I, I'm already I'm already now week one at the point I was at like halfway through the season last year where I was like fire naggy fire pace. I'm already kind of there. Um, because my my biggest concern is how are they going to be a detriment to Fields' development? And at this point, when you look at the Bears fields by far most important person on the team he's the quarterback all right like when you're looking at bears priorities in terms of who this season is for it is for developing fields i would argue mooney and commit maybe montgomery that's on your offensive side maybe borm or jenkins if they can get healthy for the offense on the defense who is there that's this season is for John Jalen Johnson and Roquan Smith. It's probably it. Probably it. Maybe Bilal Nichols. Maybe Kyrus Tonga. See whatever he can become, or Travis Gibson. Whatever he can become. I don't know. But things look kind of bleak. Um, fortunately, it. I think they're going to have a, a big in, increase in cap space next year, which is helpful. I guess, but it shouldn't be like this this year. This is very bad. Very, very bad. And as for def- like continuing on the defense here, like, yeah, the secondary was a disaster. Linebackers were fine. Roquan was an animal, like always. Pay the man. He he's a he's he's a keeper. Um Defensive line. Keem Hicks had a really good game. You heard his name multiple times. Where the heck is Khalil Mack? I I have had enough of in 2019 and 20 and so far in this season. I've had enough of people defending him. Embarrassments coming out and saying, oh, yeah, well, you have to understand it's the little things he does so well. Oh, well, you have to understand he's being double teamed on everything. He's really making the rest of the line better. Oh, well, you have to understand this. You have to understand that. You have to understand he had a little bit of an injury here or whatever. I am willing to understand those things to a certain extent, but the excuses have to stop somewhere and you do not see him anymore. He doesn't wreck games. 
anymore. He's barely even... He's mentioned almost obligatory because they're like, oh, well, who's a star on the Bears? I don't know. I guess it's Khalil Mack. Okay? That's like the only reason he's brought up. He'll probably get a Pro Bowl vote because he's popular. Probably not because of his performance. No QB pressures, rushes, hits, sacks, nothing. Nothing from him. He better uptick. Like, every year he's like, oh, I'm not going to talk about what I need to do. I'll just show you. And then he doesn't show us anything. Dude, you have got to play better. What? I know you're, quote, unquote, over the hill in NFL years. But, dude, you were defensive player of the year. You played like it in 2018 for the Bears. And then what? I mean, really, Mac and Jackson, the fact that both of them, like, their play got less in 19 and 20, you can see why the defense overall has struggled. Your two stars, your two big playmakers, haven't been anywhere near the success they were in 2018, and obviously that's to their detriment. It's it's not good. I don't even really want to talk about Robert Quinn. Dude can't get separated from an offensive lineman to save his life. I don't really care. Whatever. Um, Eddie Goldman was injured, but if you're going to miss a game, this was the game because the Rams didn't have much of a running game anyway. I'm very frustrated. The, the two highly paid stars on your defense are just they're letting you down. They're letting you down. And they better figure out something quick. Like, very soon, Mac had better have a game where he is getting, you know, two sacks on a dude and a, strum, and a, and a strip or something. Like, things need to change fast okay um eddie jackson better pray he has a game coming soon where there's zero catches when he's targeted and he has a turnover or maybe two like they need a they need they don't need just redemption they need like a major overhaul redemption like it's not just a little attitude change it's like an entire body person change like this has been this game made them look really bad. And it's embarrassing to hear Khalil Mack brought up alongside Aaron Donald on the graphic and to say, look at these two game records. Look how good they are. And then Mack doesn't do a thing. And I know you can say Aaron Donald is really quiet for the night. And you're right, but Donald's still got a sack. He's, despite having a very quiet night, and despite the Bears having a game plan to avoid him, Aaron Donald still had a sack. And so if you really think Khalil Mack is a game wrecker on a similar level to Aaron Donald, he had better be hitting that QB, making contact with him, sacking him, stripping the ball, all that stuff. I'm getting sick of it. I don't want to hear any more excuses. I don't want to hear that he's good at the little things. You're not paying him all the money you are to do the little things. He is supposed to be a superstar on this defense, and he is an average dude right now. Something needs to change.
I love Khalil Mack, and I never want to face him in a street. <laughs> okay, um, I have a, a lot of respect for him, but he's got to improve. He's got to make a change right now. Last thing I wanted to say, going back to the offensive side of the ball, is addressing some things Marquise Goodwin has brought up. Um, you know, he's not even a long-tenured bearer, and after one game, he's criticizing Nagy and his play calling. He had a quote on Monday saying something to the effect of how Nagy's game plan was to throw these little 10-yard routes, which in theory was to avoid Aaron Donald. But Marquise Goodwin points out that played right into the strength of Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey was had a great night. He was dominant. You heard his name all the time because he was just all over the field, disrupting plays, tackling like crazy. And that's because Nagy never tested him. That play that everyone was going crazy on on Twitter, calling Jalen Ramsey the son of Darnell Mooney, like nobody, like that play, there was nothing like that this year. There was nothing like this deep shot downfield, trust one of your speed guys to juke out Jalen Ramsey. And that's the thing. You have all these speed guys you invested in. It's not just Darnell Mooney anymore. It's Demir Bird. It's Marquise Goodwin. Marquise Goodwin was in the Olympic trials for like sprinting or something or long jump. Like he's clearly a fast dude. Like you have these very, very fast guys who can challenge these corners and yet you're running them 10 yards. They can't even pick up like their peak speed at that point. Like take a shot downfield, trust, like maybe add an extra tight end or, or a fullback or something to provide that extra um, blocking for your quarterback Give them a shot. Give them a shot. Okay? And there was none of that. This game, this game sucked. It was nice to see Fields, but it felt like a tease. It felt like Nagy saying, here, fans, here's, here. Are you happy? I hope you are. Because this is, this whole game was just stupid. <sighs> All right. Let's uh, let's start wrapping up here. Um, my doink of the week was Chris Collinsworth and the NBC crew not really knowing which chick it was that was Matt Stafford's wife. If you uh, were watching the game when they were talking about Matt Stafford and his family and moving from Detroit to L.A., you saw a video of there was like multiple women all standing together in the press box and there's a lot of confusion as to which one was Matthew Stafford's wife. It's just funny. Do your research ahead of time, guys. So that's my doink of the week. All right, go back and watch that if you haven't seen it. And my Sunday sweetness is David Montgomery. I already already sang his praises a little bit. Dude was electric. This game would have been even more of a blowout without him. You're at least taking away one touchdown. And the fact that he ran for 100 yards, I mean... 100 it takes 100 yards score touchdown so i mean this game might have been you know like 34 to 6 it could have been real bad um very disappointing 
I know I, I'm going to hope that the Rams are as good as people are making them out to be. And hope that the Bears can find some way to turn things around next week against the Bengals. But there's a lot that there's a lot that remains to be desired. So that is it for today's episode. Um, just like victory formation, which the Bears were not in, this episode must come to a close. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at FuriousGeorge94 for all my game analysis, snarky humor, and wild opinions regarding your Chicago Bears. Drop your thoughts um, on pregame, in-game, postgame um, at fullpressbears at gmail.com or tweet at me. Um, yeah. All right, Bears fans. I got to bounce. Be great. Be kind. Bear down. And I'll see you on Thursday night for a Bears-Bengals game preview. Bye. Boom, baby! Fade to black! The Full Press Bears Podcast. If you don't love the Bears, we don't love you.